Welcome to the Meaningful Work Podcast Fireside Chat, a more relaxed, deep conversation with this week's guest. So grab a coffee, a cigar, or whatever gives you the feels and get ready to laugh and learn. Here's your host, Josh Snyder. So I was taking notes and I, um, I truly loved what you finished off with where you were saying, uh, you didn't phrase it this way, but I wrote challenges allow you to ask, what do you want? And I think I saw that happening two ways. It allows you to ask your people, what do you want? But does it also allow you to ask your customers and those that you serve, what do you want? Like something so disruptive comes along that all of a sudden, um, you know, somebody probably paid cash because that's just how they've always done it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the boat gets rocked so hard. Um, if, as I volley that back to you with, with no way of knowing if that even makes sense. Yeah. Um, w- what, what thoughts come to mind for you around that? Well, I, I think you're exactly right. I think people, customers, team, they don't think through things and options as much as we do as entrepreneurs and business owners until they're forced into that situation. Right. So I I anticipate um, that our cash payments will decrease by 50% after this. Hmm. Right. Cause now people are realizing, Hey, I should have been paying by check or over the phone or credit card or money order, uh, whatever that is. So they're going to, they're going to start taking that on. Um, Same as a team. I think they're going to say, Hey, I I love this or I hate it. Right. Hmm. I uh, never, I always thought I wanted to work from home and I hate it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why I left the, uh, the startup company because I moved to Michigan and I uh, just, I, I missed human interaction. Hmm. You know, I, I missed it more than socially. I just missed human professional interaction. And uh, so that's why I wanted to get back into something different. So I think, I think the, yeah, I think people will change team customers. I don't know all the impacts yet, but I know yeah. it's going to, uh, as they have this experience, it's going to change. So, what is, um, you know, over the last, what, when was it when you, when you, I know like you had a large on-ramp period, but how long has it been since you actually kind of opened the doors? We opened the doors January 1st of 19. Okay. So uh, 15 months. Okay. And you had a, certainly had a period of time that you were ramping up to that. Um, I, I'm just curious, you know, what, what are some of the things that you learned that you thought like, that you just got totally blindsided by? Uh, in the ramp up period. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I was so much focused on the ramp up period. After we opened the doors. Yeah, once you open the doors and like, obviously, obviously, you know, you're getting into a business that has competition that like, like, you know, that you're going to the battlefield. Um, but what, what, what blinds, was it like how you had to interact or some of the challenges of, of dealing with teammates or like, what were the things that you were just like, what? Yeah. Um, I think there are these basic things that you know about business. And um, I think insurance industry, and as you get into what, what insurance carriers really want to do, it, it's not, it, it goes against that. So what I'm saying is business, basic business, you think, hey, you've got money, you grow. If you've got distribution, you grow. Well, on insurance, it's a balance at a greater scale of risk and reward. So State Farm, Fortune 50 company, 
right? $100 billion sitting in the bank that they could use if they wanted to, but they choose to operate in an area that's comfortable for them. So for example, we have about in Michigan 15% market share. As a basic business owner, I'm like, let's go. (laughs) Why don't we have 20? Why don't we have 25? Why don't, you know, but to them, there's a sweet spot. And when Mm. it goes into everything that, again, they do much better than I do. They've been around for hundreds of years, a <laughs> hundred years. Then, you know, they, they know that. So that's, I think that's what came into it. And it's like, why don't we do this? And, mm. and I'm a why guy. So I want to know why, Yeah. you know, why did, why is, why does this hat, why does this clock work this way? Um, they have years of experience and history that give good reasons to do that. So I think that was one of the things that I was like, why aren't we doing this? Why mm. don't we do this? Let's grow. You know, I'm a new business owner. Let's go. Mm. But, uh, but you have to have trust that, that they are guiding the ship in, in the right direction. It's almost like a Chipotle. Like you walk into Chipotle and you're, I'm not going to get a seat. Yet by the time you get your food and you get the hot sauce, because I got to get the Chipotle hot sauce. Oh, that's so good. And then you look up, it's like, ta-da, there's a seat. Might not be the seat that you wanted, but it's like, how did they, they, the numbers are so precise on, on the location and the square footage. Um, I mean, honestly, if I had each pull in my car, I'm, I'm still happy about it. Right. But uh, I miss Chipotle right now. Now that I'm thinking about it. They're still open, brother. I know. We've been on total lockdown. Like groceries come in. Oh, okay. We let them sit in the garage for three days. <laughs> the Tesla's just sitting in the drive in the garage, like. Can't I'm the thinking, Tesla drive to Chipotle and pick <laughs> you up something? And yeah, but it can't. It can't sit for three days. How do you Lysol Chipotle before you eat it? Uh, nuke it. Obviously, fifteen seconds. Is that all it takes? I don't know. I read a meme somewhere. <laughs> These are the challenging. Now, if I could get a pizza and then I could microwave the pizza, that okay. Now we're talking. I don't yeah. need to think about it. this. Has been the best because when you're ordering food, you don't have to like. I only have to make a healthy decision like once a week when we're ordering our groceries. It's not like every day I'm faced with multiple choices of like, do I stop there? Do I stop there? Do I stop there? Ooh, it's time for lunch. Where am I going to go for lunch? I'm like. It's time for lunch. I'm going to open up the refrigerator. And the only thing that's in the refrigerator and in the cupboard, healthy foods. Like there's like no snacks. We got like macadamia nuts and we're like rationing them. Right. That's the treat. That's like, and then I'm like, I don't want macadamia nut. Like I want a bag of chips. I want so a I ordered a bag of chips. <laughs> Although I was unimpressed with the, the Mao Lao brand of them. I don't think Jenna knows this. When we were on vacation a couple months ago, I got them and I I put them in the center console of the of the Yukon, and uh, I just never went back to them. And so I was returning the rental card, already dropped them all off, and I opened up just to make sure no other like electronics or anything were yeah. in there. And I saw them, and I didn't even grab the bag. I was that unimpressed with them. Was is that the Hawaiian ones? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just, I like salt. And so maybe yeah. like it needed a little like something to like, because that macadamia is so buttery and delicious as it is. And yeah. maybe it was the milk. Listen, I'm, I'm still working through it. Um, what I, so you are a man of, of, of tastes and there's not, um, 
there's not uh i feel like you're very thought through unless it's uh as a buffalo being a buffalo bills fan like clearly that's not thought through where do you feel like that that depth of of character or depth of thought um developed where did that begin to kind of come from so to tell me a little bit more about that you're saying depth of thought and i mean i i, I feel like there are people in life who take things as they are and then i feel like there are people who who hear things and take things and they they truly process through them um and you can always tell when, whether you agree with somebody or disagree, you can always kind of tell or feel when somebody's kind of t- talking off the top of their head or they're, what they're saying is a little bit more coming from the core of who they are, uh, whether you agree or, or not. And so I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, where, where along the way, Maybe you were always this this curious individual that wanted to. You said, you know, I'm a why guy. I want I want to get kind of like tell me the story. Let's get to the heart of it. Let's. Um, where did that that I would almost say like need for depth come from? Um, yeah, I got you. I I think um, so. I, I would tell you that I was raised in a very blue collar rural family and a history of blue collar rural family, and. Um, so there was a lot of, um, it was maybe a lack of depth. Hmm. And I could kind of see that at an early age, I could see, again, great parents, great family, hmm. but just very simple maybe. Sure. And um, I had always, you know, was interested in travel and in uh, and, and business. And, you know, I think that yearning and curiosity to learn, right? Like to learn was, um, was just, I I can remember that from an early age. So then um, one of the quotes I tell people and I tell my team and uh, it sounds arrogant, but when you let me finish it, it's not, (laughs) I'm rarely ever wrong. So that's a statement that I can make to people that I do. I'm rarely ever wrong. And it's because I don't talk about things or assert things that I'm not about 98% confident in. Hmm. Right. So a lot of people you said talk off the top of their head or, you know, they're the, they're the they expert react. in this, right. Yeah. They're the connoisseur. And, um, I, so I think that's it. I enjoy learning. I enjoy learning for people. I, I enjoy sharpening my saw, uh, being around other people and I try to learn from them. It's good. Um, so that I think is, is just that I'm, I am a curious person and then I like to know a lot about things. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I tell you an opinion, that's where I, I, I say I can, I'm rarely ever wrong. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I like that you said curious because I have this thing against, it was like curiosity killed the cat. Like these little stupid sayings that we had growing up that are actually like the opposite of how we truly, I think, step into success how it is that we truly unleash the very best parts of us, how we find meaningful work. Like you are not going to find meaningful work if you're not being curious. And so uh, how did curiosity develop for you? And I mean, as I'm asking that question, I'm thinking, I have no idea how curiosity developed for me, but uh, like, I guess where, where along the path or where did you feel like being curious, even though a few people probably tried to like, 
whack it down? Where did, where did you say like, no, this is who I am? Yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the things of blessings I've had is that uh, curiosity was enabled by technology, right? So I remember Prodigy and AOL and, you know, Internet Explorers. Mm. And so I think it's now and now it's at the tip of, their, of our, you know, it's in our hands all day yeah. long with our phones. And, you know, when I, um, I see something on Facebook or see something on, on the news, right, I can quickly just learn more about it. And, and obviously there's the balance of... Uh, credibility right with what your what website you're looking at yeah. but i think that helps too technology has enabled my generation and my myself to quickly have access to information hmm. that's interesting i've never thought about like there the path to curiosity is so short now if if you're like hey i wonder you know it's like hey siri like who won the 1976 world series like i don't have to be the the man of yesteryear that knew all of those things um, and so that's very, I've actually never made that connection too. So, so just think about a story, just take it back and think about something you've searched for over the past week, right? Um, you know, maybe it's sports related or COVID related or <laughs> ge geography. So think about our parents, our parents, if they wanted to know that answer, they had to get in a car, they had to drive to a library or a center of influence. They had to look in the card catalog. Mm. They probably had to look through 20 books, right? Like skim 20 wow. books to find. It's like, it's amazing. And to then think. they only had that perspective. They, they couldn't even balance that perspective with, with more choices. Right. So what if being, that book wasn't there? What if that, right. uh, what if it wasn't the right author? It was out of date information. Huh? So being curious was actually, it took a tremendous amount of effort to be curious versus, you know, generally speaking, I mean, I think it's still a mindset. Um, you know, one of the ways I, I see it showing up is when you're looking over your work, are you curious enough when something doesn't feel right? Um, uh, after I left the CPA firm, was in project management, had a, had a, a guy who's doing an inventory count, and he handed it to me, and I'm like, are you sure this is good? And like, he's like, yeah, man, double, triple checked it, it's good. And so I set it to the side a couple hours later, like everyone had gone home. And so I, I picked it up and I looked at it and it's like the left interior is in inventory count is 247. The right interior's inventory count is 430. And I'm like, he was like, no way. Like a, a curious person can't look at that and say, well, if I have a left and a right and I need a, a left and a right to go in and do this thing, like, and the count is off by that much, like curiosity would, would eat me alive as to what happened to all of the lefts. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I think, I mean, this is, this is me talking, but I think curiosity is going to be one of those skills that is going to be future proof. And no matter what technology comes along, no matter what AI comes along, um, Yes, many jobs will be replaced by robots, but curiosity is going to be one of those things that is a skill that we need to learn to flex and we need to learn to, to really utilize it. Um, you know, not, not in a way of the other day, for whatever reason, I wanted to know how far Tuscaloosa was from Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> I, 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 I succumbed. It's actually an hour. So really not that bad, but, um, then I wondered where does Nick Saban live, but nonetheless. <laughs> now think about that. Think about that forty years ago. If you had the same question, what would you have had to do? 
oh my gosh like i i wouldn't like how would you even know well you, so, you, you oh. get you get your rand mcnally map out <laughs> you get your uh measuring device and there'd be a scale and you'd measure how how many well, I, I mean i guess yeah because i probably unless i mean i guess if i got the u.s map I probably wouldn't even have an Alabama map. Right. And and it's like, which year would you have? Did did you have the 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 outdated? Okay, so this is also interesting. So, you know, I do this and because I'm on Google Maps, um, as I zoom into Birmingham, it's like, oh, there's a university, University of Alabama at Birmingham. And now I'm thinking, what the heck? There's two sizable I think division one universities within an hour of each other in Alabama. Are there even that many people to, to go to two division one universities one hour away from each other in Alabama? Like now, obviously I know there are, but this is, this is that rollingness of, of curiosity that all of a sudden it's like, huh, huh, huh. And, and do these connections all of a sudden start to like, to, to come together or, or create, I mean, that's where it's like, I think it's a skill, but there is a mindset of somebody who is just, they're just curious about things. Yeah. And I think it's about travel too. I think when I think about curiosity, I think about travel and um, you you talked about Alabama and I did some work down in Huntsville. And um, so right there, you know, UAB, University of Alabama, Auburn, they're all there, but Huntsville, uh, I was there and I I never would have done this. Auburn's in Al- Auburn's in Alabama. All- Auburn's probably yeah. Auburn no is way. Uh, Auburn, Alabama is the town. That's what it's named after. So Auburn is right on the Georgia Alabama border. No way. Yeah. This so is got too Division much for me to handle right now. <laughs> another SEC school right there. But I think wow. travel too. Like just thinking about travel. Like when you travel somewhere, you always pick up this information, right? You like I, like I, when I travel somewhere, I. I, I find tidbits and I want to know what's around it. Yeah. And I, like, you know, I want to know how far are we from X, Y, Z, but I was in Huntsville and it's the h- highest per capita PhD in America, maybe the world. So the mm-hmm. highest per capita of PhDs in America, if not the world. And it, it's because NASA has a function there. Okay. And over the years, and then all this other business that needed PhDs surrounded itself with that area because the talent was there, right? So it's like huh. the genesis of how things start and develop is like, I'm always curious, like, why, you know, Seattle? Well, I'm in Seattle. What caused Seattle to be this epicenter, right? Right. And then you start kind of seeing like back. So that's where my curiosity goes to with travel and, and different countries. And, you know, I can't, I, I've only, kind of barely traveled and I can't wait to continue to travel right. the world. Right. Yeah. It's but you don't, you don't need to go see the Taj Mahal to have, to have a, a, a spiritual experience walking through somewhere, understanding the history and the richness uh, of, of that place. Um, huh. And, and so then what's happening is you're making these connections. Like, you know, our brains are, are powerful and, when we're feeding it all this information, we're just, we're giving it more things to think about. And, and one of the, one of the strategies that I've utilized over the years is, is um, like 
real, real clean example of, okay, I, um, I want to be a better speaker. And this is, you know, years ago, and I still, I still do this now, but I will, I will find a, um, a, a full length keynote of, of a very, very, very high profile speaker, not a celebrity because celebrities might not have to be as crisp, but there's one individual I know he went from 10,000 a keynote to 35,000 a keynote simply by being good. And so I watched his keynote over and over and over and over and over. And so I made all of these connection points. I was taking notes. I wasn't even like sure what I was saying. And then all of a sudden it was like the pattern became clear. And now I could take that pattern and I could apply it to how I best showed up and how I speak. So now I've got this rhythm and this pentameter. Now I'm not trying to emulate him, but it's like he does something so well of, of how he presents a point and then a story, example, example, back to the point. And you're like, ah, oh. and the whole time he was doing that, you're not even, you're not even thinking about the story and the point that he's telling you're thinking about your own situation. And so I was able to experience that. And then you try and transfer that to you. And so I think like curiosity, even if it's something as macro as how did Seattle uh, develop, um, which is, I guess, until you said that, I was like, yeah, actually, how did all of this? How did Seattle is the highest per capita in garages and one of the most successful. (laughs) You don't start a successful company unless it's not in a garage. So there you go. That's the thing is like, it's not that there's that much talent or, or even music, uh, musical talent or, or, or the startup talent. It's just, they have more garages than they us. They have more garages. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's the thing. It's just there. So there's more opportunity. Maybe that's what I need to do. Start working out of my garage while I'm, Hey, then I could have more direct access to smoking cigars. Say these are fringe benefits, mm-hmm. right? Well, Clint, this has been a ton of fun. Um, one final question, and I'm intrigued. It's it's going to be about balance, and it's going to be about just you know. I know you have a wife who who um, who has a tremendous amount of priorities, and and like you said, she's in healthcare, especially right now. Um, you have two sons. You have a business that you know. Every time you put more energy and effort in, there is there is the possibility of an incredible outcome of turning the corner of, of getting clarity where you have confusion. And so there's no, there's no point in you accomplishing everything that you want to accomplish and then having to play catch up with your family. Uh, What's one of the things that, that you and Susan have been able to do well, or one of the things that you feel like, man, we've really hit rhythm or we've really hit a stride in, in this way, because I think balance as a whole is it's it's different for everybody, but I think everybody we all need to find what are some of our go tos, what are some of those strides that we can hit uh, as we each figure out our own life in our own way. Well, I think ours is uh, alignment, prioritization, and communication. And what I mean by that is, you know, we I, I got into this business for flexibility. Obviously, financial success is 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 important, and that's what allows my family security and to do things that we want to do and accomplish things we want to accomplish. But I got into this for flexibility, so we we knew that with Susan's uh, career and and what the boys are going to want to we want to be yeah, for them yeah, and, and, yeah. and where that where that is that uh, that we needed flexibility. 
Hmm. So I, I think, you know, if you think about start with why, right? Why are we doing this? We did it for flexibility and then we communicate well. So I know if, if she needs to work late, if I need to work late, we communicate and plan for it. And, and it all goes back to what's the priority. It's, it's family. Right. And, um, and if something is, is as hard as it is, man, um, if something is, is battling between family and, and the business, family's going to win. And that's just something that we've made and, and we've been able to make, but you know, it's hard for, for those. I look around me and my really peers and, and those people that are getting started or maybe they have a different dynamic. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's all intentional. It's all because of a plan, because of communication and alignment. But, you know, we've set our priorities that this is family. We got into this for flexibility and, um, and we just have to constantly work on it. it, it mm. You know, I think the, the, the biggest thing we have going is that that's, that's what we're committed to. Um, but that's it's good. not easy. That's good. Yeah. It is, it is one of those, one of those challenges. And, you know, one of the things that I've found not in a positive way is that, uh, family can always take the push. Family can always be the one that takes the bump. And because some of these, especially as a speaker, it's like, I'm, listen, I'm on stage tomorrow in front of 475 people and I've been paid well to stand up here and, and do my thing for 60 minutes. Uh, it's hard to give, give that the push or give preparation for that the push. Um, and, you know, for a lot of years, we... Yeah, for a lot of years, I mean, I was still working as a server in a restaurant to, to keep food on the table while trying to build the business. And so it's easy to give family the push when you're working 40, 50 hours in one place, trying to build a business in another. And uh, so I, 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 I just don't want the, the depth of what you said in terms of um, there's critical moments where you have to make that choice because somebody could hear those words and just say, Oh, okay. But there is, um, I mean, you're starting a business. Like this is a brand new baby. That's just learning. 15 months is, is depending on where learning to walk or learning to like survive. And, and you, if you, if you step too far away or you take, you take the foot off the gas too much, it's, it, you know, this is, this is not something you step away from for six months and it just, and uh, sometimes six minutes feels like too long. So oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Thanks for the transparency. It was good to chat with you and uh, we'll have you back on and we'll, uh, we'll do a little follow up and see how things are going. But Clint, thanks again so much for taking this little extra time for the fireside chat. You're very welcome. Take care. Be safe. See you. Bye.